Someone asked a question. Why do we sing? Because we, no, I'm just joking. This is the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs. I am the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. Sitting next to me is the big guy, KG, and the Nubian Sumo, Senor James. And we are hot and heavy, excited, enjoying the live stream that we're watching of AEW's Full Gear. So you are getting some of our reactions in real time. We've already seen Darby Allen become the new TNT champion. We've also seen Kenny Omega beat Hangman Adam Page as he cements himself one step closer to being able to challenge either Mox or Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So, fellas, in normal sideline junkies tradition, when it comes down to wrestling, wrestling, and sports entertainment, we're going to do two picks because uh, the show is still happening. So, we're going to do our picks on the main event and the second main event. So, it would have been three, but um, because KG wanted to do some beating. In the pod section, you know, we kind of lost some time just to put it out there because it's whack, but we're not going to go there. So we have already encountered the first pick opportunity, which was Nala, Ver Nala Rose versus Hikaru Shida, which has Hikaru Shida retaining as the AEW Women's Champion. So, gentlemen, that means that the next pick we're going to make as the Young Bucks are about to face FTR in real time is who is gonna win between Chris Jericho and MJF and MJF's opportunity to join the inner circle is on the line when it comes down to this match. So James, I'm gonna give it to you first. Are you believing Y2J or are you thinking uh, MJF going into the inner circle? First of all, I like to ask: Have you have you gained a lot of weight? Because I'm nowhere near you right now. What are you talking about? You said me. We were sitting beside you, James. It's a podcast. I can say you sitting in the rafters, looking down on me like Sting. They don't know if it's true or not. Spoiler alert. Oh, why you Mr. Why Spoiler you, Alert, you why, giving away why, all, why you gotta, all the Why you gotta try to push your envelope on the fourth wall, Deadpool? <laughs> so, kayfabe is dead, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure if yeah, you're aware. Kayfabe has been dead a long time, yes. So, James, old ass, if we're going to just be, uh, you know, clear about it, is somewhere up north. I am in South Carolina. KG is in the closet. In the, uh, in the DMV, or you're in the bathroom. Where you at, man? Did we lose KG? We, we no. We starting off with the whole bathroom thing again. I, I'm not. In well, the I'm bathroom. just trying to figure it since James is over here, you know, throwing kayfabe out the window on the nice entrance, by the way. So I'm just trying to figure out where you are for real. I mean, I don't know if you're in the bathroom, if you're in the kitchen, if you're in the closet. Where, where are you uh, doing the show at tonight? I'm 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 actually sitting in in my dining room underneath okay. the ceiling fan in view of the TV. I got my phone beside my laptop. And I don't want since we Kayfabe is dead, I've been dying to say this all week. 
very underrated wrestler's been on my mind, and I, I wish he brung the gimmick back, but we showed love for Dusty Rose last week. I want to show some love for Gold Dust this week, so let's let's uh-huh. just we'll, we'll get through that. Let's, let's, let's go. Well, we may be seeing some uh, love as uh, the Dark, I'm sorry, well, correction, the Butcher and the Blade is going to be facing um, the Natural Nightmares in a bunkhouse brawl match this upcoming week on Dynamite. So that's going to be pretty interesting. A nice little nod to some good old-fashioned NWA, WCW, a.k.a. Dusty Special right there. So uh, I know we were talking about last week the WWE and and letting uh, Cody have the Dusty Rhodes trademarks and things that go with. So there's still some stuff out there, obviously, that they could still do without having some checks and balances of somebody else's control stamp on it. But and he, and he got control of his name again. You saw that, right? They even introduced him as Cody Rhodes tonight. Well, so, who 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 did that though? They, they made uh, from what from what I've from what I've heard and what I've read, there was an agreement made with the WWE where he can use the Rhodes name, but he can't use it in wrestling. So all of these side projects he's doing, like that show he's he's ready to do with. Um, uh, Snoop and all those folks on T on on TBS or TNT, whichever network it's on, he can call himself Cody Rhodes on the on the side projects, but he can't necessarily use it in wrestling. You mean in a match or just in general? Because otherwise, that defeats the purpose. Well, I mean that's that's something that they agreed with, and he even he even said. That you know he didn't. He's already established himself as Cody in wrestling, and everybody knows he's Cody Rhodes. So it's not really a big deal at this point to him. But he does have the rights to his name again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's one hand reaching across the aisle uh, to 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 see what can happen. If only that happened more often in politics. But I'll digress on that one. So. Now that we've gotten all the brouhaha aside, we'll go to uh, the kayfabe killer, James, to answer the original question on the table, Jericho, MJF. I'm giving it to MJF because like we've, all, like we've said already in the past, uh, Jericho is going to be leaving to do his thing here soon and... Um, my, it will turn out Moxley will probably take over or try to take over or end up taking over the inner circle while he's gone. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it to MJF. All right. Since you already got your uh, full cup of haterade tonight, why don't you go ahead and uh, book the finish? Book the finish. Hmm. Uh, I say Wardlow gets involved. I think well, all of everybody's going to get involved. I think I think the inner circle is going to end up getting involved. Wardlow's going to get involved. I think the uh, ring is going to be used to uh, knock out Jericho. And one, two, three. Okay. All right. So KG, it's your turn to stand and deliver Jericho or MJF. You'll never forget the name of Goldust. Um, MJF, MJF, because you know, oh, Jericho, say, gonna put him, 
Is, is, is he off somewhere else again? Is he on a different show? <laughs> I, don't mind me. I've been watching uh, Attitude Era highlights all day and, you know, supposed to be working, but I got my feet up in the truck. Uh, the joy is, he, is, is he going to come out as Black Rain or Seven? Mm. 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 My question is: is Any of your your coworkers or your bosses listed as podcast? Because <laughs> you kind of just put it out there. What? I was you, done, man. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. You just you just said that you're out there chilling. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> let, let let me explain something to you. I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. When it comes to my job, I'm the excellence of execution. Or you get excellent, excellently executed. Ha 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 ha! See, you're always trying to steal my shine. See, see, see what I mean, James? <laughs> he, he instilled this confidence in me twenty years ago. I didn't talk like this twenty years ago before I met him. Don't blame me. No, 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 no. Well, let me, let me, let me put something else on you. Uh, like talk about twenty years ago. So earlier today, you asked about you asked for our email addresses so we could go through the rigmarole that we got us recording late tonight. And I remember the email address that I gave you was actually created. It was the the, the email itself wasn't, but the email um, receptacle Yahoo was actually created by Mr. Rodriguez here. Because I, when I first met Mr. Rodriguez, I had no technical knowledge of the internet or anything. He was the one who introduced me to email, and he created my first Black Planet account. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! The stuff we did in the uh, <laughs> the arena uh, computer, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad that I can have a, a lasting impression on you. So every time. You send an email, I should get two cents. So we're going to retro that for the last 20 years. I'm cut my check. My, I'll, give, I'll give you my two cents. No, cut my check. I ain't, I'm going to cut your throat. Oh, Lord. As okay. As the check follows. There you go. So, cut your, uh, cut your Achilles tendon. Oh, no. Come on, man. You see how long it took for them to come back? Don't we, don't we talk about it. Speaking of which, talking about uh, injuries of that caliber, not really talking about that but uh your girl ember moon was making all kind of faces this week i was like man i know james yeah, is losing his back. mind she was going, she was she going, going full back in. to her old ways she's going back to her old ways full in was, on the face of like, yeah, like uh, okay she was going in on the face like uh uh bless his little heart lex luger on the amount of noise he makes for his own moves <laughs> And everybody that's watched the Lex Luger video uh, the match, they know. Like, I don't even hear the other guy getting hurt. Like, Lex, can you be quiet for a minute? Like, God. Only time I hear is when they're in the torture rack. So, I guess to finish off the trifecta, obviously I'm going to go MJF just because we've already laid down the foundation of the expectation, in, in my opinion, that uh, MJF by and crook is going to make it into the inner circle which is going to have him pulling a coup uh, in my opinion so that way Jericho can go do whatever he needs to do and then maybe on the cruise it comes back 
and then there you go judas new theme song whatever it may be off a new album uh becomes uh the new thing and then we go from there so that's my opinion for that but even bigger of a decision is going to be the main event and that's mox versus kingston so kg i'll give you the first decision on that one is mox going to retain or is eddie kingston going to get it and his mama uh going to get an opportunity to display that belt in the house in jersey uh no i think mox is going to retain because mox is going to be your for lack of a better term he's going to be your hogan your uh sean michaels your bret hart he's going to carry the torch until jericho returns then even after that you you got to think about it jericho's been in wrestling for 30 years how many more years at the top does he really really have i mean honestly he he could you know pull a rick flair and keep going until he's in his 70s but you got to start building up that next star and I think Moxley is going to be your next top tier star. So he has to retain, has to keep doing his thing. Uh, but don't think this will be the last you see of Kingston. So that's just my opinions. All right. And uh, James, Kingston versus Mox. As much as I would like to see Eddie Kingston take the belt, I don't think they're going to give it to him. I'm going to have to go with Moxley. Dang. No love for Eddie Kingston. Just because y'all was hating on the man, I'm going to go ahead and pick Moxley. <laughs> uh, just because I, I would love to see Kingston win too, but that would probably be a serious upset. But to get the people talking at the water cooler tomorrow, that would be a great thing to see. But, you know, that that would have to be another by hook or by crook type of thing. So I guess if MJF goes in, that would be the heel, and then Mox would be the face win to send everybody home happy if that's how they decided to book that. But that also is a, a great segue into the even bigger question. KG, do you have to say something? Or were, were you thinking about something before I uh, say what the bigger question is? No. <laughs> okay. I, th- I, th- I, thought, uh, I thought you. I heard you about to say something, so I just wanted to give you a, give you the floor. No, no, I'm good. You over there microwaving again? What are you doing? No, I'm sitting here and just. Um... You, ha- you you have a genuine moment? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm sitting here. You don't understand. I get uberly happy, and I I made up a new word, uberly. Uh, yeah, be podcast before. Yeah, it's kind of like bigly, but I, I I get happy podcasting with y'all, man. It, it's uh, the highlight of my weekend on Saturday night. Everybody's you know headed to bed, so I get to act crazy with y'all and have fun and then start arguments that probably last until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when y'all finally go to sleep. I, I mean, even though James doesn't sleep, so. Well, he ain't got no job. Shit. Oh, I got a job. <laughs> I just don't I understand. Stay, 
I have a very important job. And I don't understand how he doesn't sleep with that important job. Like, man, just be up. I just, I hope that I can have that type of energy when I'm his age. I'm a vampire. That's that's quite a few centuries there. Hey, my goal is 135. You gonna tap out at 135 years? Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you lived a good life. Yeah. Meanwhile, James will still be on his tricycle. <laughs> That's just the way it happens. But my Highlander, what do you what what, what do you want from me? Hey, talk him a cloud or the clam a cloud. I respect that. So since you over here uh, taking a quickening and and cutting people's heads off, we'll see uh, what your thought is about this particular thing. The important question I wanted to pose to you gentlemen is who has the better creative? John Moxley and Eddie Kingston or Roman Reigns and Jey Uso? I'm just going to leave the floor to both of you guys and whoever wants to jump in, jump in. I defer the floor to Mr. KG. Well, you already know what I'm going to say. When you throw it this way, you know what I'm going to say. It's got to be Kingston and Moxley because Roman and Jay was good at the beginning, but it wasn't – you kind of knew how it was going to finish. It was no – no no if, ands, or buts about it per se. So I'll, I'll say just that. It's it was no way in four hills Jay Uso was gonna beat Roman. That's it and that's all. I get it, Us. I get it. I get it, Us. So James, you deferred. Tis your time. Well, I kind of give the nod to as for creatively. I'm giving the nod to Roman and Jay okay. because even though you even though you kind of predicted that that was going to happen and you kind of know where it's going, you don't know how they're going to go about doing it. So and and there's still a lot of moving parts within that storyline that you can use with the Moxley, um, the Moxley storyline. You, it's more. I give I give them the nod as far as uh, their promos. Even though Jay is doing a really good job with his promos, but Eddie Kingston and his promos are just off the chart. So, as far as creative concern is concerned, I would give the nod to Roman and Jay. Okay, so we're pretty divided. And then I actually agree with uh, both of you gentlemen. I think Roman and Jay, they, they pull at the heartstrings just because of the, the family. And we already know how deep and how wide the family is in reference to members that are related or, or within sports entertainment from all the way down to The Rock's daughter over to... Um, Nia Jackson, Tamina, 
over to the Wild Samoans, to the Usos, to Roman. I mean, it's just so many different moving parts. And then making it a family affair, Jay is able to, to tap into a gear and a level and a promo opportunity that he's, in my opinion, never been able to get to through creative or just opportunity. And then Roman is actually able to cement himself as, I guess, starting to become a, a, a heel of heels, somebody that could be, if COVID didn't exist, hated at this point, not because he's being forced down their throats a la John Cena, but genuinely a because of the, Roman Reigns. Well, well no, no, that, that was all just, that was them trying to make the Cena machine with Roman. That, that had nothing to do with him. He had all the potential in the world, but they were just trying to do that all over again, and everybody saw the writing on the wall. I mean, come on, think about it. How many times has John Cena been in the match? Really? You know he's supposed to. He should have lost his match, but he won. Five moves of doom, there we go. Royal Rumble, everybody else is all, you know, battling each other, nobody getting anybody out. John Cena comes in, clears everybody. Really? Big show. Okay, it seems just picks them up, toss them around. One, two, three. There we go. Like, really? Everybody? Twice? It, it, it became to the point to where Cena had to go away because you couldn't do anything with him because you just killed him to the in the performance aspect. But the love and hate became the thing, and that's a whole other topic of conversation. But I, I say still the strongest number one heel in the WWE, in my opinion, is Baron Corbin because he's consistent. That's his lane. You're going to hate him, period. That's, that's just what he is. And I think Roman is on that path to be that. The only key is it's hard to get the reaction that you really want to have without the fans there. The piped in audio of the booze and stuff is cool, but we really need to see how people react to everything that's happening in real time. That whole thing with the, the choke out and, and all that and live, oh my God, that would went over and been television and pay-per-view gold. But in the Thunderdome, eh, you kind of lose a little bit. So that's how I feel about Roman and Jay. But Mox and Kingston, it's more a half emotional tie, half education. Because not a lot of people know about the, the history between Mox and Eddie Kingston. So as Eddie Kingston is just doing his New York and promos and you just all have been it and Mox is being a quiet guy, you're getting, you know, that, that good TV out of it. But my only question is if Mox wins, that kills it. And then we're done. So what do we do with Eddie Kingston after that? Because Mox beat him. But if Kingston wins, you've got a whole nother chapter that could be written. It could be a while before Mox gets the opportunity. He can use Butcher and the Blade uh, to beat down Mox, and he's got to go through the gauntlet every week. You got to beat Butcher. You got to beat Blade. You got to beat Pentagon. You got to beat um, uh, 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 Ray Phoenix. I say Ray Phoenix. You got to beat, hell, you may have to beat the Bunny. You may have to go through all of them just to get an opportunity to face me at me being Eddie Kingston. So that's that's the, the teeter-totter that we have going on right now. If Mox wins, 
then Kingston is down, and we don't know where they're going to go from there. But if Kingston wins, the stock is going to go up. We already know where we're going. You got you got Kenny Omega just we just became number one contender. You got you still got Lance Archer out there, even though he's going to go after the TNT title first. I mean, you still you got. I mean, we know uh, we know who the next opponents are, but I mean, Mox and Omega we've already seen. So do we need to see it again? Kenny Omega versus Eddie Kingston. That'll be kind of polar opposites and promos but it done right it'll look good and then also Kenny beats Kingston to become champion then that will put things on the opposite side from Mox to become uh, after Kenny Omega so I don't know I just think that Kingston winning would really continue the storyline and give more opportunity but if Mox wins, then I guess overall Roman and Jay would win out because they would have the, the longer storyline potential. Because I'm quite sure they're going to try to, if they can get The Rock, this is going to take all the way to WrestleMania. Kingston and Mox is going to last that long if Mox wins. Plus, you don't really know if they're gonna, what they're going to do with Mox after this because Mox still has to defend that United States title against Kenta and Wrestle Kingdom. You don't right. know if they're going to use him in New Japan in any in any matches and whatnot to lead up to that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of up in the air what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah. And then we've also got Pac coming back. So that could be another contender for one way or another somehow, Booker by Crook, wherever it's gone, for him to be in that title picture. Because to put him back with the tag team, the way that Kingston, you know, kind of like, hey, you know, this dude's over here in quarantine. He ain't coming back no time soon. We'll know what's going on. He pretty much just alienated Pac from the crew. So if Kingston's a champion and then Pac comes down and jumps him, and then now you got the decision is, uh, you know, are y'all going to jump Pac, your boy, or are you going to save Kingston? Or what are you, y'all just going to step away and let it be? Mono and mono. So, like I said, there's more that can be done with that storyline, in my opinion. But I was just curious about how you gentlemen felt about it because as I was watching everything throughout the course of the week, that was the, the glaring thing that was coming out to me is they're pretty much almost mirroring the storylines between SmackDown and AEW because, truth be told, I'm starting to get that strong vibe that the real war that's happening is between Friday and Wednesday. SmackDown and AEW and NXT is <clears throat> just somewhere. And I mean, I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way? Are y'all getting that vibe too? Well, I, I can agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't know if it was just me. But uh, that, that's it's like, man, you know, AEW was pretty good. It wasn't, you know, the, the, the show of shows this week, especially with it being a go-home show. But NXT, uh, yeah, it just wasn't anything there to just make me uber excited. Truthfully, the, the biggest thing that really piqued my interest 
from NXT this week, this week was uh, Timothy Thatcher and his Thatcher's Thatch Can segment. I thought that was probably one of the most entertaining things. And uh, the Johnny Gargano promo uh, was, was, was pretty interesting as well. Uh, but well, yeah, I'm going to say this, and I don't, and I know y'all really don't get into it like that. But if you haven't seen the the Volta Ilya Dragunov match from a couple of weeks ago, you need to watch it. Yeah, that's on my uh, comeback list. I just haven't had a chance to that get on match. it. Get now, off the I saw, too. I saw the Progress Unified Title match between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would be able to top that because it being WWE and, and progress and progress is going to let them do a lot more than WWE would probably let them do. But that match met or surpassed the progress match. That match was incredible. That's the best match I've probably seen since the um, Tomohiro Ishii and um, Katsuyori Shibata match about five, six years ago in New Japan. And that match was that match was a pure Japanese strong style match. And 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 it was it was an, that was an incredible match. But this match topped that in so many ways. Psychologically, I mean, I was listening to the Jim Cornette uh, drive-through, and they asked the question about the match, about what he thought about the match, and he said it perfectly. He said, "This is what wrestling could have evolved into if it wasn't for all the younger guys trying to do all these flips and flies and all this other stuff." You know, this is this match. This match is something that some that wrestlers who want to be guys who want, and girls who want to become wrestlers need to watch i mean it was stiff it was psychological it was it was just everything you wanted it almost it, it, it almost went back to like a uh a, a dick murdoch dusty Rhodes type match or mm. a dick slater versus buzz sawyer type match it was one of those it was it was a match like that it was old school in a new way and it was mm. it was beautiful to watch. It was just I had to watch it twice. It was not it was it was that good. So well, any, anybody that wants to wants to go off and see a match that they haven't seen before and want to be entertained, they need to go. What you need to go watch that match. I highly recommend you watch that match. All right. Well, since you kind of opened uh, open a chest there, let me ask uh, you, James, specifically. No offense, KG. But um, since you uh, was down in the Dirty South doing a lot of what I'm about to uh, reference, do you think it's a fair thing to say, especially with Jim Cornette saying, you know, with all this flipping and all that stuff, do you think it's a fair statement to say that you kind of have to look at WCW and Eric Bischoff as a catalyst for what really jumped off a lot of the flips and the, the jumps and, and everything? Because to me, that cruiserweight division is where I really started to see that because you had the luchadors and everybody. I mean, that, that was the highlight of many a Nitro, Thunder, uh, you know, segments 
throughout the course of the night pay-per-views. You know, we just got off of Halloween Havoc uh, and the WWE side of things, but arguably still the best Halloween Havoc match is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. So that's where I really got introduced to a lot before I watched a lot of Japanese tapes and, and, you know, saw those matches over there. But from the U.S. perspective, that's where I really saw a lot of the high-flying luchador stuff that turned me on to, okay, let me see what's going on with this AAA thing and, and started doing my research and reading the magazines and discovering who some of these uh, um, luchador characters are and stuff like that. But then a lot of them were sliding through WCW anyway. So do you, do you think that is a, a fair assessment from just the state side of it, not any other, you know, part, but just in the U S that that's really where it began? Well, I say, I would say that that's where a lot of people like yourself, like you just said, was introduced to it through WCW, but WCW actually got it from ECW when all those guys were there first. Right. And then moved on to WCW. But I really would attribute the catalyst of it going to the indies because all these guys started doing these things to make themselves get watched, to put themselves over so that a WCW, ECW, or whoever would pick them up. So, so you got organizations like Pro Wrestling, Gorilla. Uh, who a lot of these guys came from, um, the Young Bucks, uh, Ricochet, um, a lot of these guys um, that are doing all these uh, acrobatic type uh, maneuvers and whatnot, that's where they started, PWG and ICW and um, IAW and uh, a lot of other smaller independents where all of these guys got their start and started doing all of these things. Uh, so... I would say that that's where it started to where Paul Heyman was like, well, let's bring some of these guys in and kind of use these guys to counteract the hardcore stuff that we're doing and highlight them. Yeah, you're and, right. And, and then when Eric Bischoff was like, well, these guys are over. These guys are getting over with all this stuff. So let's, let's bring them in. Let's bring some of these guys in and try to do for us as well. So but that's and that's where they got actually seen. That's where they yeah. got their. That's where they uh, picked up their steam as far as being known and that style being actually showcased. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember um, about uh, ECW having it, but then you know, if you weren't in and didn't know where to get the tapes and and all that stuff to, to see ECW, you didn't know. And uh, uh, good uh, pal of ours. I think uh, you know him too, KG, Michael Rogers. Um, you probably would be happy that he got a shout-out, actually, when he's uh, these podcasts. But, uh, you know, his tape trading and, and stuff like that, you know, he was, hey, let me show you this, this ECW thing. And, and that's where I really saw uh, a lot of what was going on. And speaking of all these acrobatics and, and everything, congratulations to the Young Bucks for becoming – the AEW tag champions and, and a brutal, brutal match where people got bust open and different limbs the hard way and everything else. So that was uh, kudos to them for them getting the opportunity because they did a, the honors for private party on the first AEW Dynamite 
given him an opportunity to become a household name and beat them in that tournament to become who everybody thought would be the winners and the first ever AEW tag champs. But now, almost a little over a year later, they finally got their just due. So congrats to the Super Kick Party. So we've covered a lot of interesting things on the AEW. We've gone off uh, the rails a little bit. We, we've talked about uh, some great storylines. Now we're going to throw it to the push for Delonte to give us his thoughts. And then right after that, we're going to talk about some interesting, controversial, annoying type of situations in NXT. And then James is going to hook us up with some That's Just Nubian. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte representing the sideline junkies as usual. And this week, um, we are going to touch on a situation that's um, more uh, um, not a situation, but more so a storyline that is probably one of the more interesting and unique storylines um, that WWE has had in probably a long time. Um, of course, we, we you know we we still have the ongoing saga of Seth Rollins and Murphy and Ray Mysterio, the Mysterio family. Like, you know, I, I think that's been going on for since Mysterio, I mean, no, I'm sorry, since Seth Rollins turned heel or like shortly after, which is just mind-boggling. Like, get Seth Rollins out of that feud. Like, that feud isn't benefiting anyone at this point. I think it hasn't benefited anyone in the past several months. So get Seth Rollins out of that feud, creative. Um, what tonight we're gonna talk about uh, the tribal chief. You know that situation, Roman Reigns, and his uh, you know his his his, his family, uh, Jay Uso. Um, I'm pretty sure that Jimmy Uso, he's going to fall in line once he recovers from his injury. Um, you know, so this will make for the new stable um, in the WWE. Uh, is this, you know, I, now I I had a thought and I, you know, I said thought, is this stable more devastating than the Shield? And within a split second, you know, no, it's not. But I think it's interesting because we're, you know, we're dealing with a situation where there's grown men that have to look up and bow down to another grown man. Um, you know, of course, Roman Reigns, he's he's the superior, you know, between uh, himself and um, Jey Uso. Um, you know, he won the, the matches. Um, so, you know, so he kind of set up the situation as is, um, what's going to be interesting to me is to see who, um, they're going to carry some fuse with, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and, uh, Kevin Owens, you know, he, he may be a few for all of them, um, and it might be a situation where he beats 
so so you know he can get a crack at Roman Reigns, um, Daniel Bryan. He'll you know he'll probably come back, and uh, you know he'll he'll probably get revenge on uh, the Uso brother for his actions, and you know he'll I guess he'll get squashed by Roman Reigns. Um, you know, but I I I I really like this because this is the first in my opinion, situation in which it doesn't look forced. You know, it doesn't look like creative is trying to force Roman Reigns upon us. Um, well, I, and then as I say that, I think, you know, when he was in the show, you know, when he first, when the show first debuted, um, they were trying to, you know, push all three of these guys. You know, these guys, they were, kind of fresh out of NXT, um, the stints there, they were, weren't memorable. So, you know, they packaged them as like these guys, you know, like hitmen for hire type of guys. So they come and, um, you know, they do, they serve justice per se. Uh, but they were mainly beating up all of the, the faces. And then of course, when they turned baby face, um, you know, that was good. They, they feuded with evolution um, so, you know, even then, Roman Reigns, I wouldn't say he was being forced, but you, you can tell, you know, the seeds were planted. Um, when he went at Royal Rumble, uh, uh, it was, you know, forced, you know, just, you know, all, you know, in your face. And I think that's why, you know, for years, Roman Reigns, he would, you know, receive some chairs, but mostly boos, um, like, you gotta let a, a a a hero, you know, grow or progress naturally. You know, you can't force it, cause you know that's you know that's, that's kind of similar to, similar to what happened when Batista, quote unquote, returned to the Royal Rumble and won it. Um, you know, that was forced. That was forced. So, this situation, I'm happy to see that Roman Reigns is finally, you know, it, this looks natural. You know, this and then. This is a few to actually, or this is actually a situation storyline that fits him and the Usos. Um, we know that they're family in real life. Um, you know, you can tell they got the matching tattoos, you know, tribal tattoos. Um, so yeah, this 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 is this storyline and um, this stable looks natural. You know, Roman, he's you know that he'll like make him feel it. You know. It, it 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 feels real, like natural. You know, it doesn't feel forced. So, you know, I guess it's cool to boo naturally. And, and I like the strategy by creative because they may end up getting Roman chanted, you know, like getting Roman some chairs um, throughout the course of this feud. Um, you know, so that remains to be seen. But as of now, I really like this storyline. I'm just curious to see who they're going to have them go against. Um, but, you know, shout out to Creator for finally getting it right with Roman Reigns and also for, you know, featuring the Usos in such a high-profile storyline. This is Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies, um, reminding everyone to stay safe out there. I'd like to congratulate uh, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Lewis. Kamala Harris, sorry about that. Um, on their win, um, you know, we look forward to seeing what they can do uh, on their first 
tenure in the White House. Um, also, wear your mask. You know, nothing's changed. Uh, it's getting cold. So, you know, these cases are rising again. Um, and, yeah, man, you know, just protect yourself and protect your families. Shout outs to uh, the brothers, KG, the Don, and Anubian Sumo. Everyone be safe. Peace. Monte, I appreciate you laying some great knowledge down and giving us that great push segment. And now we're going to take that to the next level. And we're going to talk about something that can be a good thing or could really kind of piss you off and become annoying. And that's with this new Pat McAfee interjecting himself into the NXT championship picture. So we talked about how, what was that, maybe two weeks ago, how they could stretch out, uh, given Adam Cole the opportunity to become uh, the heel up a little bit from his injuries. So we're kind of seeing the, the flower blooming, so to speak, on how the WWE is going to be able to make those things happen. Same thing with uh, Kyle O'Reilly, same thing with Roderick Strong, giving him opportunity to get healed. And that's with Pat McAfee coming in, aligning himself with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, screwing over the Undisputed Era and beating them down. And now we've got two rivals happening in, when it comes down to, in my opinion, the promo. Pat McAfee and his long promos and Eddie Kingston and his long promos. Now, one of them is more entertaining. The other one is annoying, but it builds them up as a heel character. The annoying one, in my opinion, is McAfee, but it's making him a strong heel. Eddie Kingston is just, he's just giving it raw, quote-unquote, so to speak, when it comes down to how uh, that, that New York level of, uh, of promoing, I guess, for lack of a better term, comes into play. So, But for you guys... And I know I've asked people, you know, as we watched it together this week, I asked, hey, which one do you rather enjoy watching? And the overall consensus is Eddie Kingston. But this Pat McAfee thing with Oni Lorcan and now with Pete Dunne, to which he looks great. I think he forgot leg day, but he looks great. <laughs> uh, Pete Dunne being back. So it's kind of like there for some to go up against uh, Undisputed Era at some point, depending on how injuries are going to be. But, gentlemen, do you feel like this is the direction they should have went in when it comes down to giving Adam Cole and the crew time to recover? Or should they have gone a different way? So, KG, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and jump in on that one since uh, James went first. It, it, all I can think of and all I hear whenever I see uh, McAfee is um, Peyton Manning talking about Mike Vanderjack and you know somebody's going to listen up to our drunk liquored up kicker that's, that's all I see I, I, I mean I'm not saying he's a drunk or anything but that's I see him as a punter, and I watched him 
eight seasons in the league. And I mean, one of the best punters to come through the NFL. I just can't, I can't get with him as a wrestler. Excellent podcast host, you know, excellent, excellent uh, analyst. But I just, I, this is one thing I can't, I can't get, get them, get with. So. Okay. What about you, James? Well, I, I think it's all right. I mean, like you said, he's going to be more of a, he's going to be more of a Jim, and I keep bringing him up, but this is who he reminds me of, but Jim Cornette. You know, <laughs> yep. Jim Cornette, you know, all he did was talk and get on your nerves and annoy you and whatnot. And I mean, that's what he's there for. He's not necessarily there to wrestle. He's there more of a mouthpiece, you know. He's talking about uh, going after the world championship, going after the NXT championship. That's what Pete Dunn is there for. That's what right. he, he's going to give the belt. They're gonna, if they're going to put the belt on anybody, they're going to put it on Pete Dunn. So, I mean, why not let him? I mean, he, he seems to be doing a pretty good job doing what he's doing. I mean, he's, 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 he's put himself over as an annoying heel, and it's working. So far, and the longer he's longer he's able to put himself over like that, and the longer he's able to um, work only Lorcan and Danny Birch and um, Pete Dunn the way that they're doing, that get like you said that gives them time to do what they need to do to uh, get them back get um, undisputed era back together. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. So, so for those, oh my God, those that will hopefully watch Full Gear uh, or Dynamite in this ultimate deletion of the deletion match, we have the return of Vampiro and no, no, Gangrel. I'm sorry, Gangrel. I apologize, Gangrel. I'm, and the and, Hurricane. And, uh, and the Hurricane, which I get, I don't think he's directly associated the hurricane came because um uh who was it It was chris jericho brought up a hurricane in the in last wednesday during his commentary and he did a um he did a tweet or something uh, on that so when he said his name and he kind of was like what the hell you know why you bringing me up so that's why Hurricane is involved in this. Now, Gangrel, I can't tell you. <laughs> that was out the blue. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I <laughs> should have came up with some fire. Well, they did they did the fireworks spot already. Yeah. I mean, they already did, they already shot each other with fireworks, and, and Sammy Guevara took a good amount of fireworks for the shoot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Oh no! Come on now. What up with that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. okay At first, so I thought back. it wasn't going to be that good, but they're actually doing a. Uh, it's now become a deletion. Back in the lake of tranquility, match. and he's going to turn into get back into the hurricane. I guess. Okay. All right, but anyway, going back to what we were talking about, but yeah, this will give. This will give the undisputed era time to heal up, and you know McAfee's doing his job, being the annoying heel, and and building up that new group, the king, the the know what they call themselves, the kings of wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, which is 
so old school. I mean, you got so many different factions over the course of wrestling history that have called themselves the king of wrestling. Um, the one, the most notable one that I can remember right now was uh, back in Ring of Honor when Chris Hero, or some of you may know him as Cassius Ono, was in a um, tag team with Claudio Castronelli, who we all know as Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they were a very good tag team. And I wish they had put them together again in WWE before um, Ono wound up leaving. Even though they had one appearance on a house show together, and that popped everybody. That they thought they were going to try to put them together, but they didn't. But um, yeah, uh, called them said that, that, that's a that's a hard moniker, you know, for those for all us old school cats. Uh, watching wrestling to live up to, so we'll see how they do. But um, yeah, they do. They doing what they need to do. It, it, it's 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 good for now, and I'm in. It's got me interested. So okay, like I said, you know, it could go either way. Uh, I understand the role that Pat is playing, and he's doing a heck of a good job at it. Because you're either gonna really hate him or really get it. Uh, I just want. I don't think they can stretch this out for like three months worth of him cutting promos because it just has to balance out. He needs to pull back a little bit and then let uh, uh, Lorcan and Birch and uh, Dunn cut promos and stuff to to take some of it off so we can balance out. The perfect uh, balance when it comes down to that is a differential that you could clearly see on Paul Heyman's persona when he's with Brock Lesnar and when he's with Roman Reigns. Because with Roman, he doesn't need to speak. He doesn't need to, if he speaks, he's whispering the entire time because his Roman is the dominating factor when it comes down to the presence versus Brock, in my opinion. Uh, Heyman is the dominating factor, even though Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. But Heyman's promos, his ladies and gentlemen, that's what really makes it happen. But you don't need that with the Roman Reigns because that storyline is, is that polarizing. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, we'll probably, I'd give it maybe two more weeks of it. And they'll start sliding in different members of the UE uh, until we have, man, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think this could be the war games. This could be a, a War Games match. What do you think, KG? Uh, if it is a War Games match, I, I think it would be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, borderline classic. How about that? I, but, I, you know, dealing with the characters involved, you might get a classic one. Yeah. I, I think it would be, you know, and they could put uh, the extra gimmick in there of the different uh, – you know, weapons and, and have some unique things like a football and um, other things like that that would really just be odd, but at the same time make sense on how it would be used in a match beyond. So they, they could do some things with it. Uh, plus, I think that would really start driving the NXT brand back in the direction that they need to go is to have that strong War Games match, to have uh, a female War Games match, which gives new perspective when it comes down to characters like Dakota Kai and uh, and um, 
Mrs. Gargano, whose name I'm brain farting on right now. So that could be a, a different dynamic, uh, Candice LeRae, as we're watching that manifest itself. So last but not least, we saved it for last because sometimes you just got to hold it close to your heart in anticipation to get that's just Nubian to bring you home. I know normally it comes out in the beginning and it sets the tone, but now tonight we're going full gear with the Nubian sumo and some that's just Nubian. Well, thank you for that, sir. I appreciate that introduction. And as per usual, Nestle Nubian is powered by Michener's Single Barrel Straight Rye, as well as the Diesel Uncut, because I'm bringing everything to you uncut. So to start off with, I want to give a congratulations to one of KG's probably least favorite people, Jonathan Gresham, who wound up winning the Ring of Honor World Pure Championship and has now established the foundation, his group, his, his, uh, what, what, uh, his group that he's going to start, which is going to include Jay Lethal, Tracy Hot, Hot Sauce Williams, and there was another gentleman that was there who was under a mask. I'm not sure as to who it was, but um, he's uh, got himself a little a crew there uh, that's going to um, where he's going to be trying to bring pure wrestling to the forefront of Ring of Honor as it was at one time. So we're going to see where that goes as far as that faction is con is concerned, but. I'm glad to see the Pure Championship back and that style of wrestling back in Ring of Honor. And I uh, look forward to seeing a lot more matches where that's concerned. Now, going to Impact Wrestling, uh, they are going to have a pay-per-view on November the 17th, on November 14th, I should say. It's going to be uh, next Saturday. And uh, the matches that they've already announced for that uh, show will be Brian Myers versus Swoggle, Moose versus Willie Mack. The North will be defending their Impact Tag Team Championships against the Good Brothers. Sue Young will be defending her Impact Knockouts Championship against Deanna Perrazzo in a no disqualification match. And Rich Swan will be defending the Impact Championship against Sammy Callahan, of which I'm sure Ken Shamrock will be lurking in the in the background somewhere. And they are starting to hint at a uh, little team team a little um, little teamwork with uh, Eric Young as of last Tuesday. So we'll see where that goes and what happens with that. And I'll let you know what happens on, um, on probably the week after, because like we will be probably recording during that, that pay-per-view. Now, MLW, the restart will be on the 18th of November, which is a Wednesday. Uh, you'll be able to watch it on FUBU Sports uh, if you have that app starting at 7 o'clock, and if you don't have the app, then you can wait until Saturday uh, 
at 10 p.m. on BN Sports, if you on your cable, wherever that is on your cable networks. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. has called out the world champion Jacob Fatu for a world title match during the restart. That they, they want he wants a match on the restart show. And also, you're going to have some um, other um, some other wrestlers who have announced that they are going to be with uh, involved in that restart that I'll be telling you about here in a few minutes. Uh, as far as New Japan Pro Wrestling is concerned, they did have their power str struggle um, um, big show on November the seventh, where Toro Yanu defended his KOPW 2020 title in a no corner pads match against Zack Sabre Jr., where he wound up going outside the ring and, and he wound up unlacing his boots and tying his boots to a guardrail and winning by countout, which is Toriyanu's style of wrestling. So that, that wasn't um, anything unexpected. You had Shingo Takagi, who defeated Minoru Suzuki for the Never Open Weight Championship. Um, Okada defeated um, the Great Okan uh, in their match, where after the match was over, Will Ospreay challenged Okada to a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Kenta defended his um, right to challenge for the his right to challenge briefcase for the United States Championship against uh, Tanahashi. Jay White wound up defeating Kota Ibushi for the right to challenge for the briefcase for the main event at Wrestle Kingdom, which is the first time that's happened. And he will be facing Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships where since he defeated Evil in that match. Now, they've also announced the uh, entrance in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament that's going to be happening here, who will be the number one contender for the um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, which is Ryusuke Taguchi, Master Wato, Show from the uh, from Rapungi 3K, Robbie Eagles, Hiromo Takahashi, Bushi, El Desperado, Yoshinoba, Kanamaru, Doki, and the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taji Ishimori. Now, if Ishimori winds up winning. He will be able to choose his challenger during Wrestle Kingdom for that title. And that tournament will end on December the 11th. Now, on November the 2nd, you had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi defending their tag team champ, their, their IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships against Yoshihashi and Goto, which they won, which Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi won. And on November the 1st, you had El Desperado and Kanemaru, who are the, uh, excuse me, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi are the heavyweight champ, tag team champions. 
the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions are Desperado and Kanemaru, who wound up retaining against Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi. Now, there's also been a, a tournament in the United States called the Super J Cup, which they will be starting on, on December the 12th, that will be featured on New Japan, Pro, uh, New Japan Strong, the show that they've been doing in the United States since COVID started. And the, fir the, mat the first round matches in that will be Clark Connors, who just came up from the Young Lions program, going up against Impact Wrestling's Chris Bay. ACH will be wrestling uh, TJP. Ray Horus, who is a mainstay within Ring of Honor, will be facing a newcomer, Blake Christian, who's uh, up and coming. And El Fantasmo will be wrestling none other than the returning rap star, Leo Rush, who has announced that he, ACH, and THP will also be uh, 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 wrestling in MLW for the restart. So you got ACH, THP, and Leo Rush as we were talking about earlier um, while we were um, during the push, well, the three of us were talking about um, all these wrestling organizations getting together and kind of melding into uh, a super fed to try to uh, bring each other up and bring each other back from the COVID uh, situation. Uh, so Leo Rush has now got himself, got brought, put his boots back on and is back wrestling. So we'll see how that goes or where that ends up. So that's it for me. Uh, any questions from anybody or anybody want to bring up anything? No, as always, you, you bring it nice, succinct, and you give us uh, all four sides of the box. So I appreciate you uh, giving it for me. I'm good. What about you, KG? Well, I just wanted to let it be known I don't have a problem with Gresham. I was actually happy when he won because, hey, the more belts, the better. Uh, and I, I, well, You I, had I, a problem when he married Jordan Grace. Didn't even have a problem then because I'll I, I have to say it. I have to tell you off air why I feel the way that I feel, but I'm, 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 I'm down with him winning as many belts as possible, so I'm good with that. Well, he's got two right now because he's also the uh, Ring of Honor tag champ with um, Jay Lethal still, so he's, 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 he's got a lot of hardware carrying around. All right, well, gentlemen, I think this was a, a great show uh, as we celebrated uh, throughout the course of Full Gear. But now it's time to uh, get rid of all you peoples in podcast land because MJF versus Chris Jericho is about to happen. And we want to sing some Judas. So, KG, go ahead and tell everybody where they can hear us. And then we's out. Well, of course, almost dropped that. Of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor. It's the hot pocket. Uh, no, nah, it was actually not a hot pocket. It's a toast truth. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you can hear us right here on Anchor. MJF got a jacket? You can hear us on uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, 
pod bean, pod chaser, pod everything. <laughs> so just Google us, click the link, and if you follow us on Facebook, which you should be, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast, as well as our Facebook group, Sideline Junkies 24-7, uh, there are links to everything posted in that group on those pages. Also on Twitter, Sideline Junkies, and the same thing on Instagram. So there's no excuse why you're not listening to the WrestleManiacs, uh, the Tuesday Night Flight, the Sunday Rise, the Thursday Night Throwdown. It, it, it doesn't matter what show it is. There's no reason why you sh- why you're not listening to it as is. Hey, I couldn't have said it better myself. And now we'll play you out to some Chris Jericho action in the background. So thank you again. We appreciate everybody. And we will look forward to giving you our full four gear reactions next week. And uh, I know KG and the Nubian Sumo are going to lace you all with some goodness. And also, don't forget, uh, Tuesday, follow AEW Games on uh, YouTube because we may actually get the announcement about their first video game from Kenny Omega. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, next week on Tuesday, which is currently going to be dubbed as Xbox Series X Day. So, thank you once again. Leave you some juice.